yeah, what, what, what everything that happened the day of Pentecost, what, really what, what really happened, what, what happened on the day of Pentecost, what it meant in heaven. Okay? Oh, Amen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, I mean, we, if we can only imagine and visualize what happened on the day of Pentecost, it would be, uh, in all three worlds, it would be something, huh? Amen. Amen. Yeah. It would it definitely, it would be amazing. We're going to talk about Jesus Christ most of all because he was responsible for it all. And we're, yeah. going, to see Jesus, we're going to see Jesus Christ in light of, of his ministry tonight, okay? Yes. Amen. And, uh, you know, everything that we receive from the Father, this life that we have, uh, all of this had, um, you know, Christ had gone to hell and make this, to make all these things possible. He, you know, he suffered. And can you imagine what the Father went through and seeing his son suffer to make it possible? You know, because, I mean, all of his love and affection was upon his son. Amen. 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 In that upper room, the firstborn children of this new race of men came into being. Glory to God. The firstborn again believers, and we're the rest. Amen. Amen. You know, God had lost his man in the garden. He lost man in the garden. And now he found them again in the upper room. Amen. Glory to God. He found them yes. again in the upper room. Thank you, Jesus. This new reality, this new creation had come into being. Now sons and now there there were sons and daughters being born of God. Being born of God. You you said something, I think it was down in North Carolina yesterday, when you were talking about the new birth. How did you say that we were born of and what you said was right. We were born of, I think I said it too, but you, you can't do it. Some phrase you used that was really good. But we were born of Adam, but we were born the first time of Adam, but then we were, now we're reborn of Jesus Christ. We're born, reborn of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. We now have the life and the nature of the Father. Yes. That's our reality. If you're a born-again believer, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is your reality. Yes, it is. Thank you, Lord. That's your reality. Amen. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Amen. Amen. Now, God, on the day of Pentecost, God was a father at last. See, he wasn't a father to Abraham. I mean, not Abraham, to Adam. Right? But he became a father to us through Jesus Christ. Yes. We get to call him father. Do you know him as father? Do you approach him as father or do you approach him as God? Thank he you, loves father. To be, He loves to be approached as father who is the almighty God. Yes. What an instant term. Father, daddy, Abba, my father, my Abba. source, Abba. my father. He loves to be approached that way. Glory mm. to God. So he was a father. And Jesus now, Jesus was a real savior. Yes. He, had be, he became the shepherd, the savior. Yes. Amen. The chief, the chief shepherd, the savior. I mean, before that, he was never a savior, before his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm. All right? 
what was he before? He had he had he had been the creator. Jesus had been the creator. Let me show you something. Go over to John chapter one, verse one. Let me show you when I when I make these statements, I want to put I want to put the scripture before you. But he was he was. Let me let's go over to John one one. Amen. Amen. John chapter one verse one. Would you believe? Would you read? Would you read that for me, Miss Berlin? Just the one verse. Read, read, read on down. I'll tell you when to stop. Okay. In the beginning was the word. Stop. Stop. In the in the what? In the beginning was the word. Okay. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word was the word was in the beginning was God. The word was with God, and the word what was God. was God. Go ahead. The same was in the beginning with God. The same. Go ahead. All things were made by him. Oh, wait a minute. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So what did I just say? I said before he came, before he came into the earth, he was what? He had been the creator he was God. He was God manifested in the flesh when he came, but he had been the creator. In other words, and 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 this also, he had been the great fulfiller of the old covenant and all that pertained to it. He fulfilled the old covenant. This is what Jesus said. People said, "Well, Jesus was in heaven." No, Jesus was, has been active in the kingdom from the beginning. He was. He created. The scripture says that. Amen. Mm-hmm. My God. And then he became the substitute. He became the substitute for three days and three nights. He had gone through the agony of the eternities to redeem man and to justify God. To redeem man. He had satisfied the claims of justice. And the father had the right. Uh, oh, my God. The father then, because, let me say this again. I want you to get this. I know you know this, but you need to know this. Jesus satisfied the claims of justice. So the father now had the legal right. Listen to me now to give man his own nature. Notice God has to do everything legally. And because of Jesus and through his death, burial, and his resurrection, the one who created the world, all things were made by him and, and was not anything, anything that was made that will have that verse of scripture when it reads again, and it's all right. Anyway, here he is now. He takes the place as the Savior, justifying men, redeeming man, redeeming a lost man, redeeming a lost man, redeeming you and I. Glory to God. On that day of Pentecost, those 120 men, or was it 100? 
I think it was 120 men and women were born into the family of God. Jesus not only became a savior, but he is our seated Lord at the right hand of the Father. He is the mediator between God and man. He is a mediator between God and man. Glory to God. Not only that, but when man was born again into the family of God, Jesus became man's intercessor. Let me tell you something. I'm just I'm not even, I'm gonna make it a little more personal. He became your intercessor. He's forever praying for you and I. He's for praying for you. Make it personal. He's your intercessor. My God. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Now you can understand. Yep, yep. It, yes. Now you can, you, well, when I finish, I'll give you this one verse. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep going. But he's forever making intercess for, uh, intercession for you and I. Glory to God. He's not only the great intercessor, the head of, he's the head of prayer. He's the example for all praying men, men that pray. But he's also your advocate. Well, we fall short. He is our advocate. He's advocating for us when we make a mistake, when we fall fall off into some sin. He's advocating for us. He's not condemning us. We looked at a verse of scripture the other day, yesterday down in North Carolina, and I'm I'm gonna I'm going to uh, and I'm gonna make this statement again because uh, it's important. John chapter sixteen. All right. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said this. He said, um, because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. He's getting ready to go to the cross. And I'm in verse uh, John chapter 16, verse uh, 6. He said, but nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient or necessary for you that I go away. Well, if I go not away... The comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he comes, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Watch this. Verse 9. Of sin, because they believe not on me. There's going to be nobody. I made this statement yesterday. I'm going to say it today. There's not going to be one person in hell because of sin. Nobody's going to hell because of sin. Why do you go to hell? Somebody tell me. For unbelief. 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 Because they don't believe in Jesus Christ. He says, he says, of sin because they believe not on me. Because the sin issue has been dealt with through Jesus Christ. Now, if people can still go to hell because of sin, 
If sin took us to hell, all of us would be going to hell. The objective is, yep. is to allow Christ to live in us so we don't sin. Because sin would cause you to live, a believer, to live beneath his righteousness. We won't no, no. talk about that. We won't talk about that tonight, but we'll get into that another time. Sin will cause you to live beneath your righteousness. You won't have any confidence towards God, though you think you do. All right? So nobody's going to hell because of sin, because they're going because they didn't believe on Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. I need to hear an amen. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So, uh, glory to God, he's our advocate. And check it out. When trouble comes and, and we yield, you know, to the adversary, we have an advocate at the right hand of majesty on high. He's my attorney general. He's my attorney. He's Jesus Christ, my Lord. But that's not all. On the day of Pentecost, he became the head of the body. And he became, uh, let me say this. I want to find this verse of scripture. But I got it, Livingstone. So would you look up that verse of scripture? Because I want you to see this. He became the head of the new body. And the new body is called the, today is called the temple. The scripture tells us, know you not that you body, your body is the temple of God? Do you know that you as a believer are the temple of God? What, can you give me more verses, more words in that scripture that I'm looking at? That's the one I'm going to, um, this, uh, the living stones. We're, we're, uh, we're, and anybody remember that scripture? Um, Hold on, I'll find it. Yeah. And you know, as as Pastor was saying, it is so it's it's imperative that we see Jesus in his fullness. And the more we see him in his book, the more we know him Mm -hmm. and we want to know him this whole walk is about truly knowing him the reality of who he is and because in him he's in us and we see who we are to be as we continue to be Mm -hmm. called us to be and that happens in the in the knowing in the knowing and it 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 just never stops first peter chapter 2 verse 5 let's go over there first peter 2 5 first peter 2 5 Man, I'll tell you what, this right here helps you figure out who you are in Christ Jesus, man. You'll never be the same again. Amen. First Peter chapter. And, that, this, and this. it's so awesome that we see, because the more, as we were just saying, as we see who he is, we see who we are. That's right. That's right. My gosh. I'm, let's start at uh, chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, and I'm going to start at verse 1. I'm going to read down to verse 5. I'm going to read this. I hope you're there. If not, write this scripture down so you can go back and 
and look at it. This is Bible study. Now, I know some of y'all got to cook and wash dishes and do all that stuff, but you need this word. Got to set that stuff aside so you can pay attention. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Every one of us needs to grow. And it says, if so be, you have tasted the Lord, that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Watch this. You also as living stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. How did they offer up sacrifices before in the Old Covenant? Animals. Yeah, but how did they do it? I mean, where they went into the temple, right? Right. There was, that stone they're talking about is the temple. But now you, we are living stones. We are the temple. So he took his presence out of the temple. When Jesus rose again, he took his presence out of the temple. I forgot how many billions of dollars they said that temple would have cost to build today. He took his presence out of the Ark of the Covenant, out of the temple, and he put his presence in you and me. I don't hear anybody shouting. Glory be to God. So we're living. Amen. We're we're the temple. We're We're the living stones. He's the head. He's the head of the church. He is the Lord of the church. And he's the caretaker. He's the caretaker. He's the bread provider. He's our shield. He's our protection. He's our peace. He's our caretaker. You know, there are 21 redemptive names of God. You can find every one of those 21 redemptive names in the Old Covenant. They became our reality when Jesus became our Lord. He has become every one of those 21 redemptive names. He is the one who redeemed us. He redeemed us from the curse of the law to the blessing of the Most High God. Somebody say amen. 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 So he's a caretaker over the blessing. He's a caretaker over the church. He cares for me. He watches over me. He knows my every need and he knows my every desire. And guess what? He's my own Lord. He's your own Lord. Everybody say it. I don't care whether you're muted or not. Say, Jesus is my own Lord. Jesus is my own Lord. Jesus is my own Lord. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. Now let me show you something else. Because you can't complete this picture until you understand this. That he is the surety. 
the guarantor of a new covenant. He is the surety and the guarantor of a new covenant. Anybody want to take a shot at that? Oh, don't waste your time. I'm going to tell you what it is. He is the guarantor of a new of the new covenant, the surety. All right? Here's what I want you to know. That means he's our security. He's legally responsible for us. He's legally responsible that the blessing gets to us. He's our sponsor. We said that he's our intercessor. He has. I'm going to explain all of these things to you. This is what a surety is. He's accepted responsibility for our debts and our behavior. He paid for them. He's our certainty. He makes sure of our, our confidence and our safety. We have total comp. We can have total confidence in him. He's our guarantor. He, we are guaranteed to live a blessed, wonderful life in Christ Jesus. Notice what I said, in Christ Jesus. If we step outside of Christ Jesus, a horse of a different color. Is that right? I'm telling you, and that's not what you want. And not only that, his throne backs this covenant. That throne, his throne, is the security of the new covenant in his blood. Man. Oh, the blood of the Son of God. What a seal there is on that on that throne. Now we can speak of we can now we can talk to God as, as our father. We should never shy away from the fact that we can talk to him as a father. We should be more willing to talk to him than we ought to talk to anybody else. Amen. My, my son called me just a little while ago. We talked for about 30 minutes on the phone, and we were just chatting and having a good time on the phone. He says to me, he said, you know, Dad, I just, he said, I didn't really want anything. I just called him just because you know, I hadn't talked to you in a few days. You know? What a feeling. As a father, what a feeling to know that your kids want to call and talk to you and spend time with you. How do you think the father feels when we go, we take everything to him? I love when my kids are dead. My kids are all in their 40s. If they're dealing with something, they, they'll call dad. They'll talk to dad. My oldest son, I don't think he talks to nobody. <laughs> well, they'll talk to us. You know, sometimes we can get it sorted out or we can at least pray with them. Sometimes they just need to talk. Sometimes they just want us to listen. And the father knows that. He's your father. I don't care what you're dealing with. Now, he's your father. He has more capable, he's more capable of being a complete father than I am. Sure. What a great thing that took place. He, he is always, he's, a, he's our father. He's always there. And he's, God is the God through all through eternity. Let me tell you something. All throughout eternity, before the foundation of the world, his, listen to me carefully, make this personal. All throughout eternity, he has been looking for you. All through, he has been longing for you. His heart has been longing for you as his child. 
he had to find a way to legally bring you into his family as his children. And boy, when he got you in there, when he brought us in here, he didn't just bring us, he didn't bring us in there halfway. We're in his family, and all that's his is ours. Somebody getting healed right now? Somebody finding some peace right now in in your life? Oh, my Lord Jesus Christ. That's why... That's why it's so hard to get people to see the past tense of God's word. It's so hard for people to get to see to see the past tense of God's word. I know I'm all right. My body's aching now. This is going on. It's going on. But Jesus says, "Only believe. It's already done." Right. The moment you came to the family of God, all your ailments went away. See, there's the legal side of our redemption, and there's the vital side. The legal side is what Jesus has done for us that legally brings us into the family of God. The vital side is what we do with it. The vital side is what we, what we believe and what we profess, what our confession is. In spite of what the world says, in spite of what the natural realm says, what does God's word say? And which one do we believe the most? The one that we can see with our eyes or the one that, or his word? that we can't see his word, but his word will manifest when we believe his word. We talked about this in North Carolina yesterday. For God is the God that calls those things that be not as though they were, that be not as they are. And when you, in other words, he doesn't call things according to what you see in the realm of the natural. He calls them according to his work, to what he has done. His finished, the finished work of Jesus Christ. Or the, even before that, he calls them according to what he perceived in his heart. You know, before God, before God created this world, this, this earth, he had already perceived it in his heart. The only thing he hadn't done at the time was spoke it. The moment he spoke it, it came to pass. So that's the God who is our Father. I know it looks like this in the realm of the natural, but I need you to believe what my word says so that my word can change your natural circumstances. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So all of eternity, he's the father whose heart has been longing for you. His heart has been longing for you. You have to make it personal. If I just put it out there, he's been longing for us, you're not going to see it. You have to understand that he's long, his heart has been longing for you. But he had to put some things in order. My God, it took ages for him, down through ages, meaning, you know, for us so, so, that, so that, that we could come into his family. There was work to be done. Amen? Amen. Amen. What a father God he is. 
What a Father God, aren't you glad? Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Amen. Words cannot describe it. There's no words that can describe it. For we live in we live in this sense knowledge realm surrounded by all these sense knowledge images, things that we see. All of our actions have been through what we learn through our five senses. My God. Man, can I, I Oh, man. Brothers and sisters, we cannot imagine what that day, the day of resurrection was like in heaven. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the celebration that took place in heaven? Glory to God. What a celebration. Thank God. Can you imagine? Now, not just in heaven, but all of the universe. Amen. Because when Jesus died on that cross, think about this. Remember it said that the, the earth quaked and, and the, the, you know, it, the earth turned dark and it quaked and, you know, they, they always show the storms and so on, all, all these things. That was the universe that was crying out. The universe was in agony. Why? Because, because, my God, because the Savior was on the cross, this is before he became a Savior, the Word of God is on the cross suffering the penalty of death, yielding to his adversary, coming under the hand of his adversary. Can you imagine that? Lola? Thank you for joining us, sis. Welcome. Thank Can you. Can you imagine? Amen. Can you imagine what the what 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 the universe experienced when Jesus was on that cross and that earth, you know, and, and when and now hold on now. When did that happen? When the sin of the world came upon Jesus Christ. When God put all of the sin of the world upon Jesus Christ, and the universe came unhinged. Because the God of the universe had now had a, was now put under his adversary, paying your debt and mine. Now, stay with me while we're here right now. Might as well get this squared away while we're here. During that time that all the sin of the world had come upon him, all of your failings, all of your sickness, all disease, all pain and suffering, all infirmities, all of your weaknesses, everything, everything that you possess that was not like God, everything that you have done, all sin, to all generations, from now until the time that this world is totally remade, and Jesus comes back and sets up his kingdom, every sin he bore it on that cross. He bore it. So the question is, do we really believe that? Do we believe that? So. Because we were saying. Yeah, well, you know, we of course. Do we really believe it? That, exactly. Heart. So all of creation groaned. That's why the air shook and all those things took place. That's why everything that happened, happened. 
was because of all, all of the universe was just, whoo, you can only imagine. So he bore all of those things on the cross. That's why I tell my body today, when sin, sickness, and disease operate against any believer, I tell them you're operating illegally. You already know you've been defeated. My Jesus bore all of, all of my failings. He bore every bit of it on the cross. But that ain't the gist of it. That ain't all of it. He nailed all of my sin to the cross. He went into hell to pay a price for me that I couldn't pay. Oh, but guess what? Something took place. After he suffered and Father said that was enough, <laughs> uh, through Jesus' faith, based on what God had told him through the scriptures would happen, Jesus believed God. And it was his faith that caused him to raise from the dead. From faith to faith, the just shall live by faith. How's it go? The just shall live by faith. He was risen from the dead, and when he rose, he snatched the keys to death and hell. He stripped the devil of all power and all authority. And now the devil can't call the shots in the believer's body and the believer's finances and the believer's life. He can't call the shots anymore because Jesus took all authority. He has all power and all authority. The question is, now listen, the scripture says we were buried with him in baptism, right? So when all that, when he was buried and all that stuff went down and he took all of us sickness, it's as though we went, you know, we were, we were buried with him and it says we were risen with him in the newness of life. When he rose, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have risen with him in the newness of life. What should your life look like today? Romans chapter 6, that what you're looking for. Oh. What should our lives look like? Somebody tell me. We find our identity in Christ Jesus now. We find our identity in Christ Jesus. So when you so when you're faced with stuff, I was telling the church yesterday. So when I went, to, I mean, down in North Carolina yesterday, I so said when I went to the and you all have heard this too. When I went to the doctor, and the doctor would ask me, I had to go to get a physical, and he asked me. He says, "Well, now give me your family history. Uh, did your mom have this? Anybody in your family had this?" Asked the doctor. I, I said, "I understand what you're doing." I said, "I never knew who my daddy was anyway, so I can't answer that." I said, my mom's been healthy most of her life, as far as I know. I said, listen, I don't find my identity in my, in my ancestors. I find my identity in Christ Jesus. Just like this whole DNA thing, people are going nuts about being able to look, go back to look where they came from. I don't want to look back. I don't need to know if George Washington was my great-grandfather or Kunta Kinte. I don't need to know that. That's right. I find my life, I find, I'm a born-again believer. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me, who gave himself for me. Amen. That's what counts. If any man be in Christ, Amen. he's a new creature. 
If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, meaning I now have his nature. I don't have the Adamic nature anymore. I have his nature. Why am I hanging around back there when when he's constantly moving me forward? Amen. It's just the plan of the devil to cause men to identify with their flesh. I don't need to know that. I need to know what who I am in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. He's our Father, and He was looking for us before the foundation of the world. He was longing for us, but He knew He had to set some things. In motion. He had to do things legally. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you see, the covenant was between Jesus and the Father. I'm going to show you something here. Remember, we said we we're going to talk about Jesus tonight. That's okay, right? Mm-hmm. The covenant. You'll hear people say, I have a covenant with God, I have a covenant with God, and I understand what they're saying. Well, I understand what they're trying to say. I'm not even sure I understand that. The bottom line is, yes, we're in a covenant with God, but it's no covenant that we have with God. The covenant was between God the Father and Jesus his Son. I'm going to show you something. Go to Galatians chapter 3. Go to Galatians chapter 3. We need to ever be mindful of Jesus Christ and what he has done. This is the purpose for this Bible study tonight, is that we would be mindful. Galatians chapter 3, I'm going to show you something. Some of you all have already heard this and seen it before, but here we go. All right, Galatians chapter 3, and I'm going to read, um, I'll start at verse 13. Christ had redeemed us. Everybody say, me. 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 Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Don't let anybody talk to you about no generational curses. That is, a, that, is that generational curse stuff. The moment I got saved, every curse, he re, if he redeemed me from the curse of the law, why am I praying about getting generational curses off of me? That's the truth. Amen. I've already been redeemed. I'm redeemed from every curse. I don't care what Uncle uh, Jody had or whoever. I don't care what curses, what kind of bad habits my mama, daddy, anybody else had. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Christ Amen. has made me new. Amen. You may not know you need crying and begging to get some generational curses off you. Lord, take this. He says, you know what Jesus is saying? He said, what are they talking about? I've already done that. Amen. I've already paid that bill. I already said the devil. All right, where am I? 13. He says, Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham, that, listen to me, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the, on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Listen to me carefully. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet 
if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or add thereunto. Now to Abraham, watch this now. Now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made. Look at this, look at this last part right here. He said, he said, and he said not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, which is who? Christ. Which is Christ. So, look at this. Abraham had a promise. All right? But the promise was made to Abraham and his seed as one. The covenant was made between, let me tell you why. Even when God made the covenant with Abraham, where was Abraham? He was asleep. Because he had to, God had to move man out of the way. He cut his covenant with his son. Because in any covenant, both parties must uphold their end. Because if one person upholds their end and the other other doesn't, what's the penalty? It's Death. If any breaking of a covenant, any breaking of a covenant is death. So when two people made a covenant, both parties had to be able to uphold their end. Did Jesus or did he not uphold his end? Oh, yes, he did. All right. We come into the covenant through Jesus Christ. Wasn't anything we established, it's something that we received. It was a <laughs> Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says, uh, Oh my gosh. Romans 5 17 says, For as by one man's offense death reigned, much more they which received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign when? In life, in this life. By one Jesus Christ, through one Jesus Christ. That we reign because we come into the covenant. The covenant is accounted to us, but Jesus established the covenant, but we have come into Christ. We have become one with Christ. That's why the scripture says, uh, uh, Romans chapter 16, it says that the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And in verse 17 says, if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Heirs of what? Heirs of the covenant. Somebody say amen. 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 And that's why the scripture says, over in Romans, uh, and, uh, First John chapter 4, verse 17, he says, For as he is, so are we in this world. When are, you going to find, when are you going to find yourself one with God? 
When are you going to start talking to him and say, Lord, you mold me and shape me? You bring me to that place because it's only you that can do it. I have the will. You have the power. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> it's not my willpower. It's my will and his power. My will is his will for my life. Therefore, he will exercise his power to bring it to pass. That's how we transform. That's how we get our minds renewed. All these things happen through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We become sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're in this family. I can't tell you enough. I can't tell you. There's nothing you can't take to him. I don't care how raunchy it is, how bad it is. There's nothing that you can't lay before him that he can't remove and, and allow you to walk. You've already been delivered. He's got to, He's going to always remind Let me show you something else. In that. Let's go back to John. Let's go back to John chapter 15. What was that? 16 earlier. Because this is going to help explain something else I just said. John chapter 16. God is not looking at a believer as a mess. The Holy Spirit here, going back to what we saw, he says here, he says in John chapter 16, uh, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Well, look at this one right here. Verse 10, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. So the Holy Spirit is here convicting you of righteousness, telling you who you are in Christ Jesus. He's here to reveal to you who you are in Christ Jesus. He's here when you take all that stuff before God, the Holy Spirit is going to, how Christ is going to minister to your heart by the Holy Spirit is to remind you of who you are in Christ Jesus. Not to condemn you, but to remind you of who you are. So that you can be built up, so you can come in, so you can realize the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, so you can feel the impact of what Jesus Christ has done for you. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The scripture says that Jesus was forever making intercession for you. He's not accusing you. That's the devil. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. He got kicked out of heaven because he can't, he can't even go and accuse the brother in heaven anymore. The only thing he can do is convince you that you're no good. He can contrive, but the Holy Spirit has to convince you how good you really are. Mm-hmm. And then the next is of judgment because of the prince of the world is judged, verse 11. Meaning the prince of the world, he already, his fate is doomed. He's done. There ain't nothing he can do about it. He's out of here. Uh-huh. Amen. Isn't this good? Okay. I hope it's blessing you tonight. I really hope it's blessing you. And I hope you'll go back and get this callback number and go back. Don't just listen to these messages one time, these these Bible studies one time. And even on Sundays, don't listen to them one time because there's so much in them that you'll miss. You'll miss out on We need a little bit more every time. That's how big God is, not how big a pastor is or anybody else. It's how big the Holy Spirit is, how big God is, and how he's. He wants you to know everything. He wants he reveals things to you. Amen. 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 Amen.
If you need the playback number so that you can go back and listen in your spare time, turn the TV off. And what's the name of them shows? Uh, oh. Down by the shore or something. Yeah. It's playback. Women in the shore. <laughs> and the men, all the games and everything else, whatever. The playback number is 978-990-5093. That's 978-990-5093. And our uh, access code is 472226. Pound. That's again four seven two 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 six pounds. And once you you're gonna to have to hit pound the second time. It's gonna say something else. You just hit pound again, and then it could just follow the prompt. Well, let me. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna leave you guys with this for tonight. All right. Okay. You, the church. You and I, the church, is the beneficiary, beneficiary of the covenant of that wonderful document. It proved that the blood of Jesus has been accepted for you, and that His sacrifice was sufficient for you. All right. The new covenant law of love came into being. All right, and you and I have received God's nature. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We have received yes, we have we have received God's nature. We have a love nature. It's natural for us, supernatural for us. It's natural for us to love others, to love ourselves. You know, I told people all the time. You remember this whenever you select the church. Does it cause you to love God more or value God more? Meaning, love Him more. Does it cause you to love others the way God loves and values them? Does it cause you to love yourself the way God loves and values you? I don't care what kind of a mess you think you are, you've been in. If you're born again, God loves. Matter of fact, God loves the whole world. But you're in his family. You're in his family, and he loves you. And he said, he said all of his affections on Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us all things in Colossians, all things were made by him and for him. And we're in him. So all things are made for us too. Amen. 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 The Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not what? Want. We shall not want. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You have the love and you have the life and nature of God on the inside of you. Don't you dare let anybody ever tell you you don't. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Any questions or any comments? Yeah, I have a question. Yes. When you say um, day of Pentecost, you're talking about when Jesus died on the cross, right? I'm talking about when he died, after he died and he rose again. And after he rose again, he came back and he talked to the disciples. He was on the earth for 40 days after he had died with his disciples. And then he sent them. To the to Jerusalem, to the uh, uh, what we call the upper room, and the purpose was this: Jesus had not yet completely finished his work, but as long as he was, actually he he had finished his work to that aspect, but he had to go back to the Father 
in order that the Holy Spirit could come and do the work in man. He, he wasn't going to be here at the same time of the Holy Spirit. So he left, and he sent the Holy Spirit into man. He came, and that's when the first people really got saved. That's when their nature would change, 120 people in that upper room. And that's... And he had gone back. Yeah, he had gone to heaven. He went back to the Father. And he sent the Holy Spirit so that now the Holy Spirit would rule and reign in the church, reign in the body of Christ, that he changed man's nature as they received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that's when the power also came. That was the day that tongues of fire came upon the men of God. Yeah, the incident that you're talking about is in the first chapter of Acts. The day of Pentecost, right. All right? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And we're going to continue to teach along these lines. And I'm telling you something. The most important thing for a believer is to to realize is that his righteousness is revealed. He or she, righteousness is revealed to our hearts so that we will know. Once you know, Pastor Perlene preached a while back about believing and knowing. We believe, but it's so good to know. Amen? Amen. 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 Any more questions before we go? Any more comments? All right, Pastor Perlene. Would you pray, please, and pray for my brother? Okay, we're going to lift up my brother-in-law, Brother Howard, tonight. I'm going to pray. And uh, I'm going to close out the call, and I'm going to lift up my brother, and I'm going to also lift up my niece down in down in Texas. Her life is hanging in the balance. So um, we're going to pray. My brother-in-law had surgery today on his leg. He's been through a lot. God has brought him through so much. I mean, literally. He was supposed to have been gone a long time ago, according to man, but not God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, We just thank you, Father God, for your love and your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you you for this life that we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the new life that you've given us, a victorious life in Christ Jesus, Father. And, Father, we thank you that that, uh, that we have your blessed Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to direct us and to reveal the reality of your word to us, Lord. So, Father, Mm -hmm. we thank you for the word that was sown deep into our hearts tonight, and we'll never be the same again. Amen. Father, I lift up up my niece, Deborah Tomlin, out in Texas, Father. Lord, I ask you to just move mightily on her behalf because she needs a miracle, Lord. She needs your miracle-working power in her body. And we Amen. pray for your miracle working party to touch her body, Lord God, that she'll have a story to be told about how powerful and wonderful and magnificent you are, that you would get all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Jesus, we thank you what you've done for Deborah. Father, yeah. we lift up our brother Howard. We lift up Howard as she's going through surgery at this very moment. We Deborah. thank you for skill, skillful hands, and we thank you for supernatural knowledge and and supernatural, Amen. skillful hands, Lord God, we thank you that, that Howard has an extremely successful, a better-than-usual surgery, Lord. They'll talk yes, about sir. this surgery for years to come and, and how yes. it was different. It was something like they never experienced while they were surgeons, Lord. Lord, we just thank yes. you that you, for the complete healing of his leg, and 
We thank you, Father, that uh, that his blood flows the way it's supposed to flow. We thank you, Father. He is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And Jesus, you paid for his sickness. You paid for his sin. You paid yes, you for, did. for yes, Jesus. Yes, we, we, declare, we declare that, uh, that uh, Jesus won the victory and how it's an overcomer. So we yes. thank you for it, Father. We thank you, Paul, that are on this call tonight. Amen. We thank Amen. you, Father, that, that your word is settled in their heart. Amen. Thank you. They're hungry yes. for your word, Father. And we thank you that you're revealing yourself to our hearts, Father, day by day, moment by moment. We thank you for it, Father, that we're all transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And these things we pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Glory be to God. We love you all so much. Praise God. Love you too. Have a good night. Amen. Have a good night. It is well. Amen. Amen.